When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the Giant Con Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media, AMP. I-R-E. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the guest over here, Nikki Zabal from the Washington Post. We're going to dive into the Commanders' 37-20 loss to the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of topics came out of this one, and we're going to dive into that in a minute. Um, don't forget, on Tuesday night, Bram Weinstein and I will do our live live stream show on YouTube, 7.30 Eastern Time on Tuesday. And again, we, there's a lot to discuss because the playoff race is still on. They got two games, they win them both, and they're in the playoffs. So, Lot to discuss. The quarterback situation we're going to discuss. Nikki, we're going to start with that one because nothing else. I mean, it, that that's the biggest thing to come out of this game, correct? Yes. Aside from oh, the loss, absolutely. I mean, the loss was bad, but you know, right, right. I mean, their playoff hopes aren't aren't eliminated or anything, right. but yeah, I mean, and, and I think you know a lot of us thought this was a very real possibility going in. Um, that if you know they they struggled, then there could be a shift. I thought what was interesting is Taylor Heineke actually had a pretty good first half. Um, you know, they, they committed to the run, um, but he was overall pretty efficient. It just kind of came unglued there on consecutive drives in the fourth where, you know, he was hit by Nick Bosa fumbled or it was intercepted rather. It kind of fell into the arms of Jordan Willis. Um, and, and then there was a, the fumble. So, um, they decided to go to Carson Wentz, which, you know, it kind of seems like that will be the decision going forward, but Ron Rivera didn't want to make any you know, promises then he said they'll review the tape and discuss it as a staff and, and decide early next week. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where he says, you know, we want to make it early and don't have the next quarterback looking over his shoulder. But at the same time, as we've seen with this team, it is a very much, it is very much a, a kind of week to week thing. And I'll, you know, I'll be honest, like I thought this is how it was going to go that Carson was going to play today. Not because I thought Taylor and Taylor didn't have this horrible game. But just the way that Niners team is, they're very good. And you knew that this team would be in a position where they needed to do make a change for, you know, whether it's Heineke's fault or not, that that was going to happen. Um, so were you were you surprised at all that in, you know, that they that he ended up playing? No, not at all. I mean, it, once they had those two those two turnovers and they were right around the red zone area, I thought, you know, that's that's got to be it because, you know, they had the two um, red zone turnovers last game and that kind of put them in this precarious spot and you know while the turnovers turnovers weren't solely on him um you know that that late pick was pretty bad um it's just game circumstances they wanted to see what they had in Carson and you know while Ron says you know the offense is different while he was in anyway that for with Carson it, it wasn't all that different it was him throwing quick passes and you could see his arm strength and he looked good and ultimately let him on a touchdown drive in his first one back so Right. And, you know, the, the hard part for Heineke, because and the problem that I have with all of this is that, you know, Heineke gets hit because they're getting pinched and the line's right. not holding up. Right. 
And, you know, in, in a lot of situations early in the game, they were using a tight end to chip on Bosa. They used that a lot. Um, but in some situations, they weren't they weren't able to do that or they didn't do that for whatever reason. And that's where this team has to get better, whoever's a quarterback, until they get that fixed. And you can see sometimes that pocket just is very tight and it, mm-hmm. you don't have room to maneuver. And, you know, that's that's a that's to me the biggest problem. Now, as far as right. Wentz goes, actually, I liked what I saw from him. And I, yeah. I mean, I certainly expect him. I expect certainly expect that he's going to be the guy going forward. Yep. Do, you, do you expect that? Yes. Oh, fully. I mean, there's, you know, after what he showed in that, in, in his two drives, really two, right? Yeah. in those two drives that there was really no to turn back. I mean, you know, we didn't get a, a full glimpse of what he'd look like if they continue to stick to the run, because by then they were passing much mm-hmm. of the time and he too faced pressure. I mean, you know, on that, you know, a two point mm-hmm. conversion attempt at, the pocket collapse on collapse on him. So, um, but he was able to get the ball out quicker. You could see, you know, the zip on the throws, it was much better. Um, and, and he quickly let him upfield on that touchdown drive. So yeah, I, I think they want to see what they have in him, but I also think, you know, this is right now it's, it's what they need. We'll see what the rest of the, the team, how they feel about it because they really did rally behind Taylor Heineke. Um, so. Do you think that's still the, do you, at this point, and again, there are, there are other issues on that offense, but yeah. but they know they're not producing because they're right. not getting more right. than 20 points is not going to win you enough games. Right. And so do you think, like I think several weeks ago, there may have been an issue. You've now gone yeah. 0-2-1 in your last three. Do I think, think they just want to win and get in the playoffs, whoever is leading right. them. I also, I also think too, and I'm going to get to Carson's game in a minute because I had a couple of things that I jotted down, but – when you look at the relationship between Carson and Taylor, mm-hmm. how much do you think that will help in the locker room? Oh, tremendously. I And I, I thought that was really telling, especially, you know, given Carson Wentz's reported history and things that were said about him. You know, you go back to Philly when he was benched in favor of Jalen Hurts. Um, the rapport these two have, you can see it. I mean, you know, Carson Wentz goes out and scores a touchdown. Taylor Heineke is the first one congratulating him. When Taylor's asked about it in his postgame presser, asked about his own performance, he immediately brings up Carson and says he thought he did. Carson did a really good job, which, you know, it says a lot about their relationship, um, kind of how both have handled a very um, strange season. Maybe not strange for Washington, but strange nope. for those two individually. <laughs> um and I think that can only help them. They're both professional about it. And, you know, Heineke's, un- unfortunately for him, been in this situation before um, and knows how to handle it. And and Carson seems to be taking this one in stride. So, um, yeah, I-, I think that's great for the locker room. Now they just need to win these last two games. Yeah, because I've been in that locker room when you have quarterbacks in recent years where they're not, they don't get along and, and everybody knows it. And so then – you know, I like when when Robert and Kirk were here, they didn't get along. I don't think the locker room was necessarily divided after a while because I think they 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 felt like one was better than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there was there was tension there, and that doesn't. I don't think that. And there's sometimes there's understandable tension because as Carson said after the game, everybody everybody wants to play. Yep. And but I do give them credit for how Carson because Carson brought him up as well. And he talked about like, somebody asked him in the presser, and obviously people can tell I wasn't at the game, so I'm back in Virginia. Um, but 
is, but at the presser, somebody brought it up and he immediately mm-hmm. talked about how, oh, Taylor was, he had this awesome throw. He had this one, you know, yeah. he brought up some very yeah, specific things. He, he said, you know, listen, I, I feel bad for Taylor too. Like he knows what it's like to be in that situation. You know, he has the injury and essentially gets Wally pipped and, you know, and, and Taylor takes over for the rest of the way. Um, so he, he, they both understand the situation. They've been in it before. Um, and so they both know how the other side feels, which, you know, is not always necessary, but I think important in this situation. Um because they're they both know how how to prepare as a backup. They both know their one play away as a starter, and they can understand how the other feels. It, it creates for more of a seamless transition, as or as seamless as you can have, really, in these circumstances, um, as, as they make a switch, another Absol- switch. Yeah, and absolutely. And again, like in the locker room, for example, um, their lockers are essentially next to each other. There's one yeah. empty one in between, although there's a bunch of stuff in there, but it's. You know, but it's but they are they sit next to each other there and they do seem to have a good relationship. And again, it it matters because I think in this situation, it helps any transition. But I also listen, these guys know what kind of arm Carson has and you can see it. And there were there were times in in that game where as soon as he came in, the Niners were, were blitzing because like just and they did. And that way you should do it. But he had a couple throws that that I think out of that were just maybe an indication because one thing you kept hearing is, and Ron Rivera would talk about this, that he has, you know, oh, he's grown in this offense. He's, he's done this. Well, we don't know because we haven't seen it and they, they know where he's at, but we don't. And so, and I don't even know that they knew where he was truly at because you can't until you're on the field, you can have all this knowledge, but you're on the field, you know, making quick decisions, but there come times the blitz is coming and he's getting it out to the right guy in a hurry. You know, right. and like you had one where um, there's pressure and, and getting out to Antonio Gibson and, and it just, you know, for an, a positive gain. And, and um, oh, there was an overload on that side. So there was a fi- it was a five man rush against five man protection, but mm-hmm. the overload was to a side. So the quarterback has to pick up like his job is to there's three versus two. Your job is you're picking up this guy by getting rid of the ball quick. And he did. So there were things like that. And the, the touchdown pass to Samuel was just a really nice throw. So you saw those things that I think they hope to see. The question I have, Nikki, too, is do you think they'll maintain? Because, again, they've all talked. The identity has changed since he was in last time. If right. he goes in right. there, do you think they'll stick to that identity? Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, what we saw from him was great. It was, you know, up-tempo, two-minute, basically, and he looked great. You know, what will he respond as well when he has more time to throw? And will he take too much time? And, you know, what if the receivers aren't open? You know, will, will the pockets just collapse around him, much like it did in the first five games? Um you know, can can he keep it up this efficiently going forward? To me, it's the glimpse we saw of him today really isn't a fair glimpse of what he could be in the offense because it was just different circumstances. They were playing catch up. Um, right. And I so, think that ball control part of it, too, because that to yeah. me is how they will they adhere to that ball, that run heavy mentality right. with the guy that can throw it around a lot. Exactly. And yeah. Early in the year, the answer was no. Now Brian Robinson wasn't there at that point, or, or right. in the first few games at least, and he's much better now. So that's right. the thing: is do you believe Scott Turner will adhere to that? And, yeah. and or 
if he that's, doesn't, will Ron Rivera be on his neck? Yeah, no, I mean, I, that's a great question. I mean, Carson Wentz really only had two games with Brian Robinson. Um, he came back for his first right. game in the in, in week five, and then, you know, and that was it. So they really don't have much time together. They certainly don't have the time to, you know, really commit to a, a run-first offense. And when you trade for a guy like Carson Wentz, you don't really do so with – you know, they're thinking that it is going to be run first, no matter what Ron Rivera has said with his two back tandem and envisioning that, um, you know, this is a guy that can throw the ball. He can sling it. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be very interesting these next two weeks to see kind of what shift the offense takes. Will they stay with that run first identity or will they shift more toward what Carson does best? That's throwing the ball. And I will say these next two opponents, Cleveland and Dallas, are struggling against the run. So yep. if they don't adhere to that, then that's a problem. And if it costs them the playoff right. game, then there's got to be some, there's got to be a lot of um, heavy, heavy self-evaluation after the season if they don't do that. So, because that's, it's it's there. The Browns don't stop the run and Dallas is, is struggling right. against it too. So they, they have no choice. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And that's where I go to, too, with, again, with the quarterback and why you don't put it on Heineke and is that, again, you need better play from that line. And right. in terms of pass protection and better pockets to be formed, sometimes a little bit more time and 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 mm-hmm. just holding up better and not getting pinched and all that. So sometimes yeah. you're not giving up a sack, but you're giving up, you're just not having a good pocket. Yeah. So that's an off-season thing. So, um, you know, that we'll, we'll see where that goes. The other thing, Nikki, that comes out of this is, and we're seeing it the last couple of weeks is, my goodness, Jahan Dotson is back. And like that it's kid is just, I know like yeah. he dropped that one, but I don't, did, did you guys talk to him? Did he say what happened on that one? No. And I still give him credit because he made that adjustment similar to the, to the adjustment he made in the giants game. And it just kind of bounced off of yeah. him. But had he not kind of made an adjustment to get back, that never would have even come that close. Yeah, it could no. have been picked off for all it was worth. So but he's special. Um, he's going to be special. He really is. And he's turning into a heck of a player. And, you know, for all the doubts I had about him as their first round pick, I retract all of that. He's really good. I I really liked watching him at Penn State. And then when I went back and watched after the draft, or just lead, a little bit leading up to it, but more so after, because I didn't, you know, I didn't think they were going to be in that position to get him. But I really like more what I saw. But I also love watching him and like even some of the routes. So the route, the touchdown route he had last week against the Giants, and just the subtlety of his moves at full speed 
is really is really good. And even on the touchdown, he sells the guy. The safety thinks he's coming inside, yeah. and he sells it. The guy opens up to the inside, and then boom, he's outside. And yeah. I know that that necessarily wasn't his guy. It's just that he created more space for himself. And I think he just fooled the defense because they this they thought he was breaking in. So, yeah. but he sells routes very well, and and he has incredible body control, especially oh, right before the catch. I mean, there was yeah. that that one catch that was bobbled, and he ended up catching it yeah. somehow. Um, I I I just don't think any receiver can just catch those things. Hey, he just has total control. What about him too? Because we had to deal with him now all year. What's your take on him just dealing with him? On you know, just in terms of media, yeah. I, I I think he's to me he always comes off as a little shy, but also just totally disinterested in media. But I he's always been cordial to us. He'll talk to us, and I I've enjoyed the conversations yeah. I've yeah. had with him. Yeah, uh, no, he he comes across as very mature. Yeah, very much so. He's kind of quiet, you know. Um, but he he understands. You know, it, it doesn't feel like you're talking to a rookie. He doesn't no. seem like things are too big for him. You know, he just kind of goes along with the day to day, never seems to overwhelm, never is pretty even, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I I really think they got a, a, a gem in him. But you, and, you know, it's funny, too, because obviously Carson has connected with him pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, that's one of the things I'll be curious to see if assuming they stick with Carson is how does that change the dynamic of yeah. who's getting the ball? You know, because obviously right. McLaurin, you need to get him the ball. Um, right. But Dotson gets it too. So, what do you think? How much do you think that will be a big um, issue or an issue at all? I think if there's an issue, it's less about Dotson and more about Terry because Carson and Terry right. kind of have their struggles, um, just you know, limited time in the offseason together. Um, so, I'm curious to see how that works out. And it was especially it was magnified by the rapport that Taylor had with with Terry. Um, you know, especially today, hit him on that 51-yard play oh. and then hit him with a touchdown. So, yeah, I'm curious to see if if they have a stronger rapport just with more reps and practice, although it hasn't been a ton since, right. you know, Carson was only recently named the backup and you don't get a ton of reps even as a number two. Um, but, yeah, that would be the one to, that I would look for because, you know, it's gotten to the point where now Taylor has a pretty, you know, good chemistry with, with Jahan as well. It was always just kind of the – the right. Terry part. So I know like even today, Terry was getting double teamed a lot. They were yeah. using a lot of safety. So that was natural to go to some to some mm-hmm. others at times. And because of that, that Terry gets a lot of attention, drew a couple of holding sure. penalties. Um, so like he he impacts it just with his presence. And yeah. they took advantage. Well, I'd say they took advantage. They only scored 20 points, but it just real quick, I want to get to Chase Young, but real quick on the game. Anything jump out of you, the the fourth down calls, the goal line? Because I know people are talking about the yeah. my big issue coming out of this one, because going forward, it's all about the quarterback now. And, right. So, um, and, and then Chase Young being back, blah, blah. But what did you think about those calls? Yeah, I mean, the first fourth and one and the one, they got to convert that. I mean, this this is going back to, you know, season long of red zone issues. You have to convert that. I, you know, I think you could argue either way that, you know, they had Brian Robinson on what the first 
first three. three carries of that series. I still thought they they should have stuck with him. Um, no disrespect to Antonio Gibson, but I thought, you know, he's a more powerful runner. He'll get, you know, if only inches, he has a chance to drag a couple defenders in with him because he's just that yeah. much stronger. Um, but Gibson, fine. They, they just got to find a way to convert there. Um, you know, Brian had, you know, a, a couple runs for, for no yard, for no gain there too. So it wasn't, I don't mean to put it completely on AG or anything. Um, but then on the other fourth and one, I mean, again, you just got to convert if you're going to go for it. It came up on inches. I still can't believe that in 2022, we're measuring this stuff with sticks and chains when everything mm-hmm. else is digital. It's ridiculous. Um, so I know that did not make Ron happy or, you know, ease his issues with the referees after, uh, the last game, but, you know, they, they just got to convert these plays and there are too many issues where they just beat themselves. You know, these penalties, three on special teams, three on the offensive line in the first half alone, I mean, I set them back, uh, you know, behind the six, you you can't do that. Taylor even said that, um, so that, that um, um, yeah. And, and the run game, you know, credit to them, they stuck to it. It just wasn't paying off, especially against this defense. They're just too yeah. good. And I, uh, I thought, I thought the key for the run game was you have to be patient against them because they just don't yeah. give up a lot. Right. So if you're getting like they, at one point it was like 22.0 per carry, but 22 carries. So I give them credit for sticking with it with the first, the goal line situation. I would like to have seen Robinson stay in there. And I know part yeah. of it is you're putting in Rob in Gibson to give that multi Whatever. Look, right. but I'm also maybe going to sell the. If you want to go, you could go play action off that as well. Right. If you wanted to do that, I, you know, it all. But it almost felt too like, well, hey, you know, the thinking seemed to be like we didn't run it enough last week inside the red zone, so let's run it right. every time. So, right. it was, but you get to the one, and you like you said, you got to punch it in. But I, you know, I would have thought a little bit about play action there, maybe, um, because when you don't work, you wonder what you else you could have done, but. Um, I agree with you. Like I would like to have seen Robinson stay in there um, yeah. just for that reason. The sneak, that was a massive roll of the dice and the defense kind of held up and only gave up yeah. a field goal. Um, I think that was, I'm not sure that I would have done that one just because of the, where you were at and the situation in the game, but you know, it felt like they seemed like they had momentum. I just, I don't like sneaking with the quarterback and it was only a few inches, but I don't like sneaking with small quarterbacks in that kind of situation. But, you know, but, you know, I think again, the biggest thing coming out of here is a quarterback and then chase young's return. What did that list will be the last thing, but chase young, what'd you think of what you saw from him? And by the way, 30 snaps, which is double what we thought might be. Which, and I I kind of thought it might happen. And he did too. He alluded to this, you know, when talking to us and, you know, if he felt good, he would kind of wave off the signal to come out and stay in. Um, But, you know, I think just getting this first game was, was huge for him just to kind of get that monkey off his back, you know? Um, And he did look good, Um, you know, not a sack or anything like that, but he had that batted pass at the line. He had a tackle on McCaffrey, which appeared to be from the backside. He said it wasn't, but, um, and then he snuffed out that screen on that on that second and five, I think, at the end of the third quarter. So he played well. He played smart. Um, you know, he got close on a couple rushes. Um, so I, I think it's a really good foundation that was laid going forward for him. And I think the fact that he was able to stay in for 30 snaps um, on his first time out, I mean, you know, all these guys are in shape relative to the, you know, average human being. But to be in football shape when you've missed 22 games – you know, it, it's going to take a good bit to really get it, you know, up to full form. So the fact that he was able to able to stay in that long and didn't, 
you know, appear to lose too much. I thought that was a really, really good sign. Yeah. And I think it was a reminder of the talent he has because yeah, his presence was felt when he was in the game yeah. and they yeah. noticed when he was in the game. And there were a couple of times, like he had one pressure. I think it was actually a completion, maybe even may have been, I think it was definitely a completion, but he squeezed through Trent gets the, he had some help from the guard, but he got, he was putting pressure on, on, on Purdy. And it's like, that was a good rush. And, and I agree with you on the screen. I felt like the Niners were trying to take advantage of maybe him, maybe being over aggressive, but he played it smart. And so I think that's good, yeah. but the bad had passed, but I just felt like he started to make his presence felt the first couple of snaps. I thought he looked tentative and I didn't yeah. think he was, you know, like you, the, you're right. The um, McCaffrey was from the backside. There were a couple of plays that on the first time went away from him. I didn't think he would, was looking to get in the play as much, but yeah. the more he was out there, the more he was doing that. You could see it like the first, I think even McCaffrey, when the first time he gets that, it's like, Oh, this is what I do. And yeah. I think that was a good thing, but that to me was a really good sign going forward. You know, it, he's he, again, no sacks, but like, my goodness, like for his first time out in 13 months, that was pretty damn good. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I think it, it bodes well for him going forward. Um, you know, he seemed really eager after the game, like really fired up, you know, it, he said he wanted to stay in longer and immediately kind of, Turn to the Browns. Come on, Cleveland Browns, let's go. So I, I think it's a good sign for him in the line. So what do you think? Last got two left here. What do you what do you think going forward? I mean, coming out of this game, does it mm -hmm. did this game change anything for you? I you know, I, I think Derek Force kind of said this too, is you know, with another loss, it kind of feels like another ding, another hit. And it just makes it seem a little bit harder to to picture a full playoff push. It's certainly doable. Um, you know, beating the Cowboys will be difficult in the final game, more so than the other one, I think. But depending if know, they have the it, rest it, starters or not. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's it's doable. They just gotta eke out these wins. They gotta go back to to the basics. I mean, a lot of the things that are holding them back now are the same things that held them back earlier in the season. Penalties, you know? turnovers. Penalties, third downs, turnovers, not converting in the red zone. I mean, it's you know, a lot of the same things, and they just gotta get it done. Um, and that's why so, the quarterback change will be, you know, assuming yeah. that that's where it goes, but it goes back to a lot of that stuff. Not that it's all on Heineke, but the offense needs to produce more without a doubt. And again, it's, there's more to be fixed after the season. Yeah. There's nothing that can be done there, but you can make a change there and maybe get something out of it. And I think that's why they're probably going to end up doing that. But yeah, so we'll see two games left playoffs, still a possibility. They were helped because Detroit and Seattle lost. So they still control their destiny. And again, the last game, if Dallas is resting their starters and they, if Dallas is resting their starters and they end up losing that game, then that's there, there should be some pretty angry folks. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that you can't, you can't have that happen. You just can't. So yeah. Nikki, I appreciate you joining me. Crazy time out there for you guys. Um, so everybody have a Merry Christmas. Um, thanks for tuning in. And, you know, again, Nikki, I, I appreciate you coming in. It's oh, tell people where they can find you at Nikki. Well, I'll tell them. At Nikki Javala, J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A. -A -A. There you go. And reader in the Washington Post. She does a great job. Um, again, Bram Weiss on night, Tuesday night, live stream, 730. I will talk to you next time.